Good evening, good evening, good evening. Happy Wednesday. This is a single mom of purpose. I am coming back to continue uh, the discipleship discussion that we've been having for the past few weeks. We are going to be in chapter four. Okay. And again, the book that I am providing this information from is called the New Christian's Handbook, Everything Believers Need to Know. The author's name is Max Anders, A-N-D-E-R-S, okay? This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom Gales Ministries, okay? We're going to go ahead and jump right in, again, chapter four, and the title is, Who is Jesus, okay? And coming from the book, it says, the Gospels tells us nothing about Jesus's physical features, The writers were apparently less interested in his size, the color of his eyes and hair, and even his age and strength. And even if they did tell us these things, it wouldn't give us any answers to our fundamental questions about who Jesus is. The picture we see of Jesus in the Gospels is quite different from the image that many people have of him. He is often thought of as an uncertain figure pleading fruitlessly with humanity to be better or else he is thought of a of as a stained glass super saint cold and lifeless neither image is correct okay so it says chapter at a glance this is what we're going to be learning about today jesus is the son of god jesus is both perfect deity and perfect humanity jesus emptied himself Jesus was miraculously conceived and born of a virgin. Jesus lived a sinless life. Jesus is the son of God. When we say Jesus, we mean that he is a son of God, the second member of the Trinity, who existed before the creation of the world, participated in creation, and became a human, Jesus of Nazareth having been given birth by a virgin coming to earth to do the will of God the Father. He lived within, I'm sorry, he lived without sin, died for our sins, was bodily resurrected, ascended into heaven, and will come again someday to judge sin and establish permanent righteousness on earth. That is Jesus. We have already seen in the second chapter that there is only one God, but that in the unity of the Godhead, there are three eternal and co-equal persons, the same in substance, but distinct in personhood. As a second member of the Trinity, Jesus was subject to the Father because while all members of the Godhead are equal, they are distinct roles. In the eternal relationships within the Trinity, God the Father, has always been in loving authority and Jesus has always been in loving submission. Okay? Next is Jesus is both perfect deity and perfect humanity. As a second member of the Trinity, as eternal God, Jesus existed before he was born as Jesus of Nazareth. We see the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament who was probably the second member of the Trinity before he came to earth to be born as a human. 
wants you to read Joshua 5, 13 through 15. When he was born as a human, he did not give up any of his divinity. As complete God, he took on complete humanity. People have tended to fall into one of the two imbalances regarding Jesus. To conclude that he was really God and not really human, or to conclude that he was really human and not really God. Historic Christian teaching, however, has always held that he was fully God and fully human at the same time, without becoming some kind of third thing. Shortly after Jesus died, some people claimed that Jesus did not have a truly human body, that he only seemed to be human. That was rejected at a council of Chalcedon, C-H-A-L-C-E-D-O-N, in A.D. 451, where early church leaders affirmed that Jesus was truly divine and truly human. Another error is that Jesus did not have two natures, human and divine, but that the two were mixed together, resulting in either a defied human or humanized deity. This error was also rejected by the early church. Jesus was a unique being, the only God-man ever to be existed. Jesus emptied himself. When theologians sit around in walnut-paneled rooms and talk about the combining of divinity with humanity, they use the word kenosis to describe what happened. It comes from Philippians 2, 5-8. Read this powerful passage with reverence, for in it it is reflected one of the most towering callings of humanity. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. We might wonder at the words meaning emptied himself. However, when we think about it, the passage itself describes what the words mean. Number one, he became as a servant. Jesus did not come as a pompous tyrant, but rather as a humble servant. Mark 10, 45. So the first thing it means for him to have emptied himself is that he came to earth as a servant, even though as God, he had every right to come as surveying. Number two, he became human. He did not come only as God. He did not come as an angel of the Lord. He did not come as some unique celestial being. Rather, he became a man born of a woman with a fully human body. Number three, he humbled himself. He played the role God the Father had chosen for him. Jesus then gave up nothing of his deity. He just took on humanity. The New King James Version translates kenosis as made himself of no reputation. And the New International Version translated it as made himself nothing. These are less literal translations, but in this case, 
probably more accurate and helpful. However, we must admit that some of his divine attributes did not seem to be in operation during his time on earth. How then can we describe what the kenosis is? The kenosis involves a veiling of Christ's pre-incarnate glory. During the transfiguration, Mark 17, 1 through 13, and during his appearance to the Apostle John, as recorded in Revelations 1, we see a bedazzling Jesus. While neither of these pictures may be accurate representations of Jesus' glory prior to his incarnation, we can imagine that such glory was impressive indeed. If he had looked that way on earth, it would have made a normal life impossible. The kenosis involves a voluntary non-use of some of his divine attributes some of the time. Matthew 24, 36. Non-use does not mean subtraction. Just because he didn't use them doesn't mean he did not have them or could not have used them if he had chosen. This is what kenosis means. Jesus voluntarily veiled his divine glory and he did not use some of his attributes some of the time. Instead, he took on human form, humbled himself to the plan of of God the Father and died on the cross for our sins. Jesus was miraculously conceived and born of a virgin. When Jesus took on humanity, he did so in a very special way. His birth was a result of miraculous conception. In the womb of the Virgin Mary, Jesus of Nazareth was supernaturally conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit without a human father. Luke 1.35 records the message of the angel Gabriel to Mary, telling her what was to happen to her. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. The Bible tells us that Joseph, even though married to Mary, did not have relations with her until after Jesus was born. Jesus then was born of a virgin. Jesus lived a sinless life. Jesus' miraculous conception tells us that though Jesus was human, he was not exactly like us. He was corrupted by original sin and are therefore, no, I'm sorry, we are corrupted by original sin and are therefore incapable of not sinning. He was not corrupted by original sin, and though he was tempted by sin, he lived a sinless life. The fact that Jesus was sinless provides a good example for us all to follow. And while that is important, The significance of his sinlessness goes way beyond that. He had to be sinless or else his death on our behalf would have been worthless. Since the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23, meaning eternal spiritual and physical death, if Jesus had sinned, he would himself have suffered eternal spiritual and physical death. His death on the cross then could have done nothing for us. But because he was sinless, he did not deserve to die. And because he was God, his death could not count for ours. Okay, then it gives us something to think about. Number one, 
If Jesus was not the second member of the Trinity, then he is not God and cannot be your savior. Number two, if Jesus was not fully human as well as fully divine, then he could not have died for your sins and cannot be your savior. Number three, if you do not believe that Jesus was born of a virgin and was sinless, then you do not believe the scriptures. You are without a reliable guide for your life or death. In conclusion, it reads, Jesus was certainly a remarkable person. He was born in an obscurity, lived a simple, almost primitive life. He gained no worldly positions or credentials. He lived for three years as an internet preacher, was crucified on false charges, died a pauper, and was buried in a borrowed tomb. Yet 2,000 years later, it can safely be said that no person has ever made a fraction of the impact on earth that he did. In fact, no institution or nation has. He is the single most important person in his life, death, and resurrection are the most important events in the history of the world. Although, in an unexpected way, he made the kind of impact one would expect God to make if he came to earth. Okay, and it gives some questions, three questions. Let me ask you, number one, how has your understanding of the Trinity changed since reading this chapter? Number two, what seems the most important thing to you concerning the full deity and full humanity of Jesus? Number three, are you comfortable believing the miraculous conception and virgin birth of Jesus? Why or why not? Okay. So the scripture to memorize for the chapter four is going to be Colossians 2, 9. And the prayer in the back of the chapter reads like this. Dear Lord, thank you for coming to earth to be my example and my savior. I can never repay you for all you have done for me. The best I can do is trust you and give my life to you. Thank you for saving me from my sins and giving me the hope of heaven. Amen. Okay, so again, this has been chapter four of us learning about discipleship. Okay, and chapter four is telling us who is Jesus. And we learned last week, last recording, that he is in within the Trinity. And that includes the Father, the Son, who is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I just want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast once again. Listening to this particular episode, listening to the previous episodes. I'm going to be continuing this discussion on discipleship coming out of this book. I have some other books on discipleship as well. I think it is important for us as believers, new believers, old believers, that we know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, a disciple of God the Father, okay? There is so much more that this book has. There is so much more that needs to be um, spoken, taught, and heard. So, again, I'm going to continue this. Uh, We will have another one next week going into Chapter 5. If you are listening to this one and you haven't heard the previous ones before this, go back out to the home screen, 
look up the uh, previous ones, chapters one, chapters two, and chapters three, and get caught up before next week so we can go ahead and continue so you can continue to learn um, about what it is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Again, this is a single mom of purpose. This podcast is being brought to you by Kingdom Gales Ministries. You can find the Kingdom Gales Facebook group on Facebook. Uh, You can find us on Instagram under Kingdom Gales. You can find me on Instagram under Single Mama Purpose. And you can go to our website, which is KingdomGalesMinistries.com. Again, thank you. I hope you guys have been having an awesome week. I pray that your week ahead is going to be even more better. And we will be speaking again shortly. Good night. Thank you.